0: So they could actually be contributing 29,500 between those years of their life, which again, I think it's just geared towards people that maybe have been paying for other things like college and kids all those years. and, And they're in some years where they're earning a little bit more and they can afford to save more. It's great.
1: Puzzles go by a lot of names, jigsaws, crosswords, sudokus, brain teasers, brain bashers, brain knitters, knotters, and bocklers. You get the idea. On this show, we deal with financial puzzles. Your host is Money & Clarity Certified Financial Planner, Nikki Early. It's time for the show, let's put the pieces together. Well, hey there, and welcome to another edition of the Solving the Financial Puzzle podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Nikki Early, certified financial planner, partner with Money & Clarity, serving you in Cincinnati and all the surrounding areas as well. Find them online at moneyandclarity.com. Nikki, great to be with you this week. How are you?
0: I am wonderful. How are you enjoying your summer?
1: It's going great. Uh, busy, busy. It feels like it's already almost over,
0: I guess, in a weird way,
1: so, you know.
0: It is. We are approaching, um, <laughs> God, what's the date? August? <laughs> yes. At, at
1: the time of our recording, we're, we're just barely still on the front side of August, but about to turn the page, yes. Yep. Uh, we've got a Which... trip, we're, we're going to Colorado next week for vacation, so that'll be fun. Never been to Colorado, so that'll be a first for us, so we're excited about that. What part? Uh, We're gonna stay in uh, the Vail area. And so, you know, in in the midst of the mountains. Fancy,
0: fancy.
1: Yeah, I saw, well, (laughs) there weren't many options. Uh, We were a little bit late at booking and uh, we were pretty limited in where we could stay, so. I think Vail is like super fancy, fancy if it's in the winter time.
0: I have been to Colorado in the summer, and it's still a really good time. I I can't remember if we were in Vail in the summer, but certainly you'll have a great time.
1: We'll pop out from there and go do probably day trips to other places and other hikes and things like that. We like hiking on our vacations and seeing nature, and so we should be in the thick of all of that there. So it'll be a lot of fun.
0: And you can go to a spa if you like while you're there. Well, that sounds nice. (laughs) Yeah,
1: we might just have to look that up. Uh, And you've got kind of a big life event coming up too, don't you?
0: I am. I am sending, and I know we've talked about this before on our in our conversations. But yep, I am sending my son to college in less than what, like twenty two days or something like that. So that is going to be exciting. You're, you're and you're starting <laughs> to feel it just a little yes, bit, aren't you? Yes, <laughs> I am.
1: <laughs> well, enjoy the uh, final few weeks of mm. uh, the kiddo around the house, and uh, you know that's it, okay. Things will things will still be cool. It'll just be different going forward. That's all.
0: Absolutely.
1: Well, we've got a great show on the way today, something that people have maybe heard about or uh, maybe not, and then this will be a fantastic uh, educational piece or clarification piece for those who maybe have heard something about this. You know, back at the, uh, well, during the middle of the pandemic in 2020, the SECURE Act became law. That was really supposed to be kind of the big financial news of the year, and then, wow, well, a pandemic happened and everything changed. But it created some significant differences in how people could and should plan for retirement. and. While it's not law yet, there is now already a Secure Act 2.0 that's kind of on the horizon that could very likely become law before the end of the year. We'll just have to see. I want to talk about some of the provisions of this kind of renewed Secure Act conversation and why they could be important for folks. So we're kind of getting a a primer on the first Secure Act and then also what they're calling Secure Act 2.0. Uh, so a couple of main points here, and I'm interested to get your education on these things, Nikki. So they've talked about the RMD changing. Well, now they're actually saying it could continue to get even higher. What does that mean and the impact of that?
0: Well, I guess, first of all, I don't want to assume that everyone knows what RMD means, but it's required minimum distribution. So it's going to apply to retirement accounts like IRAs and 401ks. So those types of accounts have grown tax-deferred, essentially. And when we have to take money out of them in retirement, we pay income taxes on the distribution. So that's the first thing. But we have to take into consideration that some of us don't actually need to take distributions. Um, We might be surviving on just regular investment accounts, or maybe our Social Security and our pensions are enough to sustain us. So we don't really want to take money out of them and pay the taxes on them. But For others of us, you know, maybe we do need a regular distribution to supplement Social Security pension. And in itself, we're actually taking the required amount just as it is because we need it. The thing that comes into play is that our government wants paid. So if you're in the case where you don't need the money, um, at some point in your life the government's going to say hey you got to take this money out and pay taxes on it um, up into or up until i should say not too long ago the number was 70 and a half so at 70 and a half you had to take money out under the secure act the first one it changed to 72 and now with 2.0 it's actually going to if It's passed, I should say, premise that it's going to change to 75. So, and gradually that's going to increase. So, if you're an individual that doesn't need the money, that's great. You're just prolonging having to pay the tax. Um, Some could argue that, you know, without the additional tax revenue that the government's getting for people starting at age 72, that that could potentially increase taxes for individuals that are still working and, you know, cause them not to be able to save as much.
1: So, yeah, definitely one of the big changes in there. The RMD age would continue to get higher under the Secure Act 2.0 proposal. Again, we'll see what the final law actually ends up looking like, but one to keep an eye on. Now, some changes could happen in 401ks as well, Nikki, and that should perk everybody's ears up a little bit. And this one's kind of interesting. Employers could auto enroll you in a 401k.
0: Yeah. And you know, this isn't really a new concept. In fact, if you look at statistics, 40% of companies already do this. So in some form or fashion, you're going to be auto-enrolled when you start working for a company once you've been there for, say, 90 days or so. The good thing about that is that typically if you're auto-enrolled in this type of a program, 90% of people stay enrolled, so that promotes savings. I mean, that's a good thing. In contrast, though, if employees are not automatically enrolled, only about 62% participate. So auto-enrollment is certainly a way to promote retirement savings, so I I have no problem with this whatsoever. Now, 2.0 specifically requires employers that are establishing plans after 2021 that they do auto-enroll new employees when eligible. Now, they have to start you at 3% and this actual level, they increase your benefit or I'm sorry, that your contribution 1% every year up to 10%. Now, you have the choice as an employee to go ahead and say, I don't want to participate but you just are automatically enrolled. So again, it just promotes the savings. So in my mind, this is a great thing.
1: Yeah, I think that's a great default position to put people into, and um, uh, not not a bad thing at all for just kind of everybody collectively. Again, they're not forcing you to do it, but just makes you have to say, I don't want to do this if you want to opt out. Yeah, that's good. Mm -hmm. I like that one. Uh, Something else that could help folks who maybe feel like they're a little behind in their retirement savings. uh, Secure Act 2.0 proposes that perhaps catch-up contributions could increase.
0: Yeah. So this applies not only, well, I I should start with IRAs. So IRAs right now, if you're 50 or above, and I'm getting there close. Sorry, Walter, but I'm 49 and, and some months. So I'm getting close. But
1: 50, you 50 can't, is the new 25.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, if I am 50 and I will be soon, I can do a thousand more in my IRA. So, instead of $6,000, I can do $7,000, which is nice, but the catch-up has in, been in place since 2006 and it's never been indexed for inflation. So secure 2.0 will allow inflationary increases, even just with IRAs. But now if we're talking about 401ks and 403bs, currently, if we're age 50 or older, we're allowed to contribute an additional 6,500 above and beyond what is normally allowed. So normally you could do 19,500. So in total, that would be 26,000, which again is a a nice amount to contribute to your plan every year if you can afford to do so. 2.0 is actually going to allow people between the ages of 62 and 64 to do an additional 10,000. So they could actually be contributing 29,500 between those years of their life, which again, I think it's just geared towards People that maybe have been paying for other things like college and kids, all those years, and and they're in some years where they're earning a little bit more and they can afford to save more. It's great.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think catch up contributions increasing is good. I mean, there's a lot of stuff in this Secure Act 2.0. Uh, some of the original Secure Act had some, you know, some interesting, debatable things in it, but uh, so far, some pretty good developments in Secure Act 2.0. Now, this is interesting. Um, Something else that they're talking about allowing, given the kind of student debt crisis that we have in the United States, that you could have employers offering matching funds on student loan payoffs.
0: I love this a lot. I really do. Um, Especially with a kid about to
1: go to college, right?
0: Right. (laughs) Well, fortunately, we've funded some 529s, and we are going to make him take a small percentage of loans, but- There are so many young workers who can't afford to contribute to their company retirement plans when they get out of school because they have this huge student loan debt. And this means in many cases, they're leaving free money on the table. So if your company is offering you a percentage, and you can't afford to put that percentage in, you're not getting the match. So under this act, employers would be allowed to match based on their employees' student loan payments. So that, I mean, that's really great. And off the top of my head, and I've got a calculator here, but let's say, for example, um, if I make forty grand a year and I made, just going off the cuff here, 2500 in student loan payments this year, that would roughly be about 6% of my salary. And if my employer matches up to 3%, I would qualify and they would be able to deposit $1,250 into my retirement account, so 3% of my salary. Um, just based on the fact that I, even though I didn't contribute, but that I was making those student loan payments. So I, I just think that is another really awesome, I guess, thing as far as 2.0 goes.
1: Yeah, that's a pretty neat little creative uh, fix, I think, to to a problem to encourage that continued payment, but also not sacrifice retirement savings at a young age, which can be very powerful down the line. Oh, absolutely. So, good. It's like Congress came together and actually figured out some good stuff here, at least so far.
0: I I am not, yeah. Like pleasantly surprised <laughs> not, oh by God. some of these things. These, these things kind of make sense, a you hope ha- for Especially <laughs> the last year and a half. How did this happen? <laughs> right, right.
1: Um, all right, last but not least, one other Secure Act 2.0 development. You could find old 401ks more easily. Anybody who's bounced around to a bunch of different jobs, that's going to be music to their ears, potentially.
0: Right. And I think this happens probably more than you might imagine. Like companies get bought and sold, plan administrators change, people move, they forget to update addresses. So it it happens. Now, from what I understand, the new law would create like a national database to serve as like a lost and found, if you will, for retirement accounts. Now, I'm not a I can't tell you how this will work or, you know, how they're going to manage it. But as far as I'm concerned, then if you make finding your money easier for people, then have at it.
1: Yeah, it's a great point. And um, again, all of these relatively positive developments. And I think that's uh, that's great. So, so this is a good news podcast in many ways. It kind of
0: was. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: Uh, if you need any help planning for retirement and your financial future and you need to discuss some of these things how these Im- changes might impact you or if you have more general questions about retirement or something really specific about your situation great place to start is to reach out to Nikki and the team at money and clarity you can call 513. 513- 563 plan That's 513-563-PLAN. Or go to moneyandclarity.com to get more information and to get in touch via the website, moneyandclarity.com. And we'll put contact info in the description of today's show so it's easy for you to find. Nikki, thank you for the help. Enjoy saying goodbye and good luck to the youngster. Yeah.
0: I might be speaking a totally different tune
1: by a month from now when
0: we record again.
1: Well, we'll find out on the next episode how the goodbye went and those kinds of things. Yep. But you'll, yeah. you'll do great. And we appreciate you very much. Thanks for being with us. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the show today. We'll talk to you next time right back here on Solving the Financial Puzzle. Information provided on today's show is provided for information purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been attained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Always consult with an investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Nikki Early is an investment advisor representative of Caprile Wealth Coaching, LLC, a registered investment advisor. To obtain a copy of Form ADV and a Privacy Policy Statement, call 800-353-7923.